Hello, my name is J.R. Wallace. I write books for children and young adults, and it's great to have you listening in to this podcast. So welcome to the first podcast in my short series aimed at helping everyone in your family learn a little bit about creative writing and storytelling. There are six podcasts to listen to in any order. Don't forget to check my Facebook page at J.R. Wallace Author to find out more about weekly competitions I'm running for this podcast series in 2018 from July 23rd through until September the 3rd. The prize in each competition will give a family, that's kids and their parents, the chance to win something creatively inspiring. To enter each competition, all you'll need to do is answer one simple question posted on my Facebook page about one of the podcasts. So that means you'll need to listen to the whole of the relevant podcast to be in with a chance. Don't worry, the podcasts aren't long, about 10 to 15 minutes or so, but they're packed with information, so do listen carefully. If you're listening to this podcast after the series of competitions is finished, then keep checking my Facebook page anyway for other competitions I'll be running. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about the importance of your imagination and how to find ideas for stories. So I said I write books, but how did I end up becoming an author? Well, there are lots of reasons, but I want to talk about one in particular. When I was about seven years old, I was sent off to boarding school, but I hated it. It wasn't like the ones you read about where everyone has fun and midnight feasts. This one was strict. I didn't like being told what to do because I wasn't used to it, and I didn't like sleeping in a strange bed either or wearing a prickly uniform. In fact, I hated boarding school so much I even ran away. But I was brought back, so I escaped another way. I started making up stories. And I think that using my imagination when I was young made the muscles in it grow stronger and stronger. Strong enough, in fact, to help me become a writer when I grew up. Strengthening your imagination is really important for becoming an author, but I think it's also important for lots of other jobs too, like being a scientist, for example. Don't take my word for it. Albert Einstein is one of the most famous scientists of all time, and he said something about imagination that has always stuck with me. He said, Imagination is more important than knowledge, for knowledge is limited to all we know and understand, while imagination embraces the entire world. Now, what he meant by that is that knowledge is limited, but imagination isn't. In your imagination, anything can be possible. You can embrace everything. You can be open to absolutely everything there will ever be to know. Now, you may have heard of a man called Nikola Tesla. Tesla had lots of different talents, but he was primarily an inventor, and he's perhaps best known for his contribution to designing the alternating current electricity supply. Now, what that really means is he helped to invent the electricity supply that powers most of the things in your house that use electricity, like kettles, toasters, games consoles and televisions. But what was really interesting about Nikola Tesla was that he had a photographic memory, so he could remember everything he ever saw. Basically, he could hold a picture of anything in his head and recall it whenever he wanted. And because he could visualise everything, he could work out his inventions in his head, in his imagination. In fact, once he had an idea for an invention, he would build it in his imagination until he could imagine how it would operate as if it was real, and only then would he build it in real life. 
Now, some of the things he helped to invent were the radio, an early version of what we now know as the remote control, and an early version of the electric motor. So you can see that using the muscle in our heads that we have for our imagination is really important, not just for creating stories, but for thinking about all sorts of things and for even coming up with inventions. But of course, it's particularly important for writing stories, imagining characters and places and worlds. But where do stories come from? You need ideas, right? And that's what I want to focus on now. Ideas for stories. Now, you might be worried about coming up with an idea for a story. If you're young, it might seem like you haven't lived long enough yet, or done enough interesting things, or been to enough different places. But you don't need to have done those things. Just look at the world around you. I get a lot of my ideas for stories that way, looking at people, watching them, listening to what they say. I let my mind wander, imagining who someone really is when I see them on a bus or on the street and what their lives might be like. I can make up whole stories about them. I daydream. Now, the idea for my book, The Boy With One Name, came from watching and listening to the world. I lived in a tent once. Yes, you heard that right. I was living in a tent because I was trying to save up some money and didn't want to pay lots of rent to live in a proper house. So I hit upon the idea of living in a tent. It might seem a bit weird. I don't know. I'll let you decide. But I'd lie awake at night in that tent, listening to the world. Now, it might have been the strange noises I'd been hearing night after night that set my brain ticking, or perhaps it was the thought of something ripping through the tent canvas at any moment. But thinking and listening to the world around me meant that I came up with an idea, and that idea was, if monsters really exist, is there anyone protecting us? So I think it's extremely important to watch and listen to the world to help you come up with ideas for stories. But what if you find it difficult to look around and see things and think about them? What then? Well, I think you can try another way to come up with story ideas. And how do you do that? Well, by doing something boring. I actually think being bored means you're in the perfect state for coming up with ideas. Being bored doesn't mean your mind is switched off. Not at all. It means it can start to wander. If you're lying on the sofa doing nothing because the internet's down, or even better, if you're doing something boring like the washing up or tidying your bedroom, then your brain has got a chance to wander and use a secret part of itself, unlocking ideas you'd never thought of before. That's because you start to daydream. Sometimes my best ideas for stories come to me exactly when I'm ironing my shirts or brushing my teeth or cleaning the house. The best time for me is actually when I've just woken up in the morning and my mind is wandering about before my body is. So, if you can let your mind wander, then it can come up with some really interesting ideas, not just for stories, but for inventions or solutions to problems, anything in fact. So doing something boring isn't all bad. It doesn't mean you can't have ideas for stories. You might have got bored with this podcast by now. The sound of my voice might have lulled you almost to sleep, and maybe your mind has started to wander, and you've had a great idea. If it has, well... I told you so. If you're finding yourself really stuck for ideas, then here's another piece of advice for you. I like to think of our imaginations being like bank accounts, and whatever you take out of a bank account, you need to put back in, otherwise you'll have no money left. You need to have credit, 
It's the same with imagination. Whenever you take something out of your imagination, you need to put something back into it. The best way to do it that I've found is to read books or watch movies or TV or go to art galleries or museums or listen to music. There are lots of other people's ideas everywhere and the more you interact with them, the more they'll make your brain spark and energise your imagination and help it come up with your own ideas. So go and do some stuff. Go and fill up your imaginations until they're stuffed full with the things you've seen and heard and listened to. So there are a couple of things I want you to try after listening to this podcast to help with ideas. They're things the whole family can do together. They won't take long, but they are going to help make all your imaginations a little bit stronger. Over the next few days, I want everyone in your family to write down five story ideas. You only need to write down one or two sentences for each idea, or you can write more, as much as you want. But what I want you to do is for the whole family to sit down and share these ideas. You can either read them silently or stand up and read them out loud for everyone to hear. But after everyone's shared their ideas, I want you to talk about the ones you like and the ones you don't like. You can do it there and then, or you might want some time to think about them. You could talk about them over at breakfast. It might be walking to the shops. It might be in the car on the way to the beach. You might even be lying on the beach. But talk through as many of the ideas amongst yourselves as you can whenever you're together as a family. You might be wondering what I want you to talk about. So try talking about who the characters might be in these story ideas, who they are and why they're in a particular story. And talk about where the story might take place and when it might take place and what could happen. See what you can build from these ideas. Hopefully you'll find that your ideas take on a life of their own that they start to come alive. After talking through all the ideas, I want you to do something else. I want each of you to pick your favourite idea and start writing a story around it. Just see where it takes you. Just write and see what happens. You don't have to write it all in one go. Write a bit and put it aside. Come back to it after a while. See if it looks and sounds different to when you started. You might have got stuck, so put it down and come back to it the next day. What I said about being bored works for writing too, not just ideas. So if you're stuck, go and do something else like the washing up or mowing the lawn or cleaning. Give your mind some time to wander. Everyone else will be pleased you've done something to help around the house too. Now, you might get lost trying to tell the story. It might be too hard. And if you do, just keep writing around the edges of the story. And by that, I mean write about the characters that are in it, or the place that it's set, or anything about it, or perhaps what you want to happen, even if you're unsure how to get there. Or maybe just doodle and draw pictures around it. Whatever you can come up with is important, because it's all about the story. Okay, so that's it for this podcast. Thanks for listening. My name is J.R. Wallace, and until next time in this podcast series, have fun working and being creative with your family, and try and get everybody to squeeze their brains just a little bit to see what ideas you can come up with and where they take you. And remember to check out my Facebook page at J.R. Wallace Author to find out more about the competitions running with this podcast series throughout the summer of 2018, where you can win a prize for the whole family.